I want to bring in Nice because uh, Nice are one of those sides that are probably looking at, at the league table right now and thinking, hang on, this this could be our season to to push on and, and qualify for Europe. They got a terrific result at the weekend. They won 2-1 away to Rennes. Rennes, who were the only side with a 100% record going into the weekend. Um, Gauthier Loris made his uh, professional debut for, for Nice and he scored an own goal. Hugo Loris is... Uh, little brother so it didn't start well for him but I think he had a pretty solid game all in all and Nice came back in the second half Willem Cyprian got a penalty another one his third of the season and then Racine Colley in the 92nd minute got a winner three wins for Patrick Vieira's Nice and of course Dave we've got to talk about what's going on behind the scenes at Nice because it's it's quite exciting it is the Ineos takeover Ineos headed up by Britain's richest man Sir Jim Ratcliffe, uh, Bob Ratcliffe is the person, his brother, who's going to be involved in the football side. They're going to get Jean-Pierre River and Julian Fournier back. They're already back. Um, they left in January. Yeah, River uh, in as president, Fournier as sporting director. Yeah, I can't, yeah he's got some interesting t- job title, but effectively sporting director, Julian Fournier. And they've signed young players. And this is not a new model. Uh, we spoke about this last season on the podcast. A lot of clubs tried to do it. Monaco did it very successfully. Sign players for 10, 15, 20 million euros. Sell them on for a big profit. Lille do it too. Um, And it's going to be fascinating to see how the likes of Dolberg, Alexi Claude Maurice, um, Stanley and Soki uh, and others get on. Adam Unas, I'm really happy to see him back in Ligue 1 on loan from Napoli. He's a very exciting winger. Unas and Soki were in the squad as substitutes at the weekend, but we're going to have to wait to see Dolberg the Dane and uh, the Ligue 2 sensation from last season at Lorient. Alexis yeah, that's Paul the Maurice. thing, because they're, they're, they're young players, but they're not just punts. And I know they've paid quite a lot of money for these guys. Kasper Dolberg, I think uh, 21 million euros from Ajax, but this is a guy who's played... Uh, Europa League two seasons ago when they got to the semis Champions League last season even though he, he, he was no longer first choice at, uh, at Ajax but he's a young lad who's got a lot of qualities uh, as as an attacker Arsenal and other clubs were yeah. were, were keen on Alexi I think one thing Claude we're going to Maurice. say they're going to score more than the 30 goals they managed last season well, they are. And, and that's going to give them a good chance of doing better than they did last I season when they already did quite well they, they finished were the seventh, seventh weren't they I, I think people don't give Vieira enough credit considering they finished seventh last year they got nine points from four games and, you know, he's doing this with one of the youngest, thinnest squads, I think, in, in, in Ligue 1. So it's going to be... I, Maybe I'm, you should I'm sign re- Hesse <laughs> to bulk it up a bit, <laughs> as it were. I'm, I'm a bit worried about their midfield. I know Willem Cyprien has the quality and he's scored a penalty in just about every match he's, he's played play, he's this playing season. Well. He's playing he well. is playing well as well. But I'm just a bit worried about that midfield. They've got young players there. No one really to back up Cyprian in case of injuries to the likes of Lise Melu. They brought in Kefram Turam from Monaco, Marcus mm. Turam's little brother. But Adrian Tomez, as we're speaking, hasn't left yet. We've been talking about him leaving. He's a decent midfield player. Da- Danilo didn't really prove himself to be particularly useful last season. They've made a, a few good signs. Their defence between the experience of Dante, Yusuf Atal, who's a brilliant player, and Racine Colley apparently getting the winner. This weekend, I think they've got enough there. Good goalkeeper, and they've signed players going forward. I just think they need. A yeah, they managed to midfield. get this result without Dante and without Arel. So uh, yeah. even more credit due for that. And the thing is, Ian, for me, this is a really exciting project as well because it's Nice, and Nice, we all know, is a you know, it's Côte d'Azur, hugely attractive place for a player to come and play. They've got a stadium, they've got a new training ground. This is a club where everything is in place, and now if they've got the backing. 
you know, it, it's not unreasonable to expect Nice in the next two years to be playing Champions League football. Yeah, I mean, most most people think of it as a as a retirement home for for rich Parisians, don't they? And uh, it's it is a, it is a brilliant city. It's a real that's surely a real asset for for the club. But I think the smartest move that Ineos have done is to bring back River mm-hmm. and Fournier, yep. because they were the ones who really you know have built the club, as you said, Matt. Not just the squad, but the club. When they were successful under Puel and successful under Lucien Favre, they've now got this brilliant new new training centre. I was there actually on the when they, when they opened it. That's very important for for players for their for their development for their. How did they their, open it? Was it a well, sort of special ceremony? Well, they, they Champagne t- bottle against. I, I want to hear Ian. You're behind the scenes. Tell us what happened. Um, he wasn't there. I, I, I tell you, <laughs> the thing, shall, I, shall I tell you what, the thing that most impressed me? You're the at thing the beach, that most impressed me up late. was the tan. And the hair of Jean-Pierre Rivera. Oh, Rivera is amazing. He's, we talk now, about we're just talking guys about smartly dressed men oh. in French football. He is right up there. He's right up there. He is. But he, he knows what he's doing. I mean, it, it was just a weird thing that he just was moved out in, in January. I mean, it was just such a such a bizarre move. As you said, they've got they've got Vieira, who has turned down apparently a, a, a host of jobs to, to stay there. They're starting to build a very good squad. Last season's success was built on the fact that they just didn't concede goals. So if they're not going to concede goals and they're now going to start scoring them, they've got a really potent blend. And I think what is really important to point out is that Nice, despite it looking like a retirement home for very rich Parisians, is actually a real football place. You say that, it's, 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 it's a liveliest town, you know. It's, it's, well, it's, I was going to say, you know, it's a real football town. They have a huge backing, yeah. Yeah? yeah? And they, they, they will fill that stadium if they're, if they're successful. If they improve the transport links. <laughs> If they improve the transport links and some of the hotels around there, because I've stayed in a couple of those as well, do I find it hard to to go there just because I as a, as an Englishman it just reminds me of Iceland beating us at a Euro 2016 because it was in the Alliance Riviera. Mm. So um, no promenade des Anglais there. It's like it's like the Stade de France. It's kind of like punishment for somebody who has a you know a bit of a let's say liking for for Arsenal football club. That's pretty um, much. That's does, 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 who lost the Champions League final. The Stade de France is like. How many times have I been back to that stadium and thought, "Oh God, if we'd have held on for a few more minutes." Anyway, um, <laughs> it's interesting. It's very interesting. We're going to keep our eyes on Nice for sure. 